It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. That's right. It is Purple Access, which means it's Judd. It's Chip Scoggin, Starch Meat Sports columnist, and, of course, Declan Goff, sponsored by both our friends, presenting sponsor of Purple Daily. Now, welcome aboard to our friends at Quick Trip. And also, uh, this episode brought to you by our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. A couple of years ago, I dropped 40 pounds thanks to the folks at Livia, and they have helped a lot of people who watch this show and score North drop weight. Look at the guy on the left. Look at the guy on the right, Chipper. That's the same guy. You know what the difference is? 40 pounds down. Livia is going to help you, and right now, their offer is this, three months free. So the first three months are free. You lose all that weight. You're just getting started. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com, inside or outside the state, because the whole thing can be done virtually. They are going to make you the latest person that they're going to help drop that those unwanted pounds. All right, Chip Scoggins, let's get right to it. Chiefs week, um, coming off a, a uh, necessary win, not necessarily aesthetically pleasing, but in football, there's not a lot of aesthetically pleasing wins against an overmatched Carolina team and young quarterback Bryce Young. What is your faith that the Vikings can keep this thing close against the Chiefs at home on Sunday? Yeah, I don't. Um, well, close. Uh, they they can. You know, I've been asked a couple times since Sunday, did we learn anything more about the Vikings? Uh, I would say resoundingly no. Um, other than it was nice to see Davenport out there on defense and see that he can be a productive, um, you know, he can have an, an impact on the defense. Yes. But in terms of did they solve any mystery or anything like that, getting a win against a Carolina offense that was beyond pedestrian. Yes. Like, it's awful. I understand protecting a, you know, a young guy um, 
a young quarterback, but that was that was as vanilla as you're going to see. So no no grand statements coming out of that, but um, I am curious to see. Like this is a fascinating matchup to me to see what Brian Flores does and how he approaches um, Mahomes because we saw him was it two weeks ago with Justin Herbert and they blitz darn near every time, every play. Picked him apart. And yeah, and he just it, they you know um, he came back with the quick hit, quick hitting stuff and just really had no effect on him. So what's the strategy with Mahomes because? He will burn you if you're too aggressive against him. I mean, it's not going to get him rattled. So, but you know, if you if you don't try to you know do something and mix it up, then he's going to pick you apart that way. So, um, I don't know, but I, I am curious to see what Flores comes up with to try to slow him down. His tight end in Kelsey obviously is great. Yeah. His wide receivers aren't great. So the the running game with Pacheco, who's just been a revelation as a seventh round mm-hmm. pick. So it is interesting. It's, you know, it's the one thing I will say is it's not the Tyreek Hill Chiefs. Um, Correct. Where they were going to just gash you uh, in the vertical game. Um, I think that the Vikings, I, I'm with you. I'm very curious to see what Flores uh, dials up. Confusing Mahomes is not an option, but he doesn't have the amount of of assets to work with that he did previously. Correct. And so is there something that you can do from a defensive schematic standpoint to not stop him, but at least allow yourself to get involved in, in the game where the, where the Vikings offense and ideally they will, you know, can match a little bit of what the chiefs are doing. Yeah. It used to, with the chiefs, it used to be a track meet, right? Okay. You're going to have to score a ton of points. You were screwed. Score Tyree kill. Yeah. It would it's have been like, over. How are you going to keep up with it? Yeah. Um, now it's it's you know not the arsenal is not like what it used to be, but still when you're you know when you have Kelsey and you have um you know a quarterback that will make any receiver look you know yeah. dangerous um so yeah i mean it, it does though it start it starts with stopping the run because if if you don't do that, then you have no hope right yes um and so we we've seen that play out before, so yeah it's it's um you know, uh, it's that offense is not as probably, you know, explosive as it once was, but you still like who, who, who do you put on Kelsey? That's my question. It's going to be Metellus. I, that would be my, that would be my hunch. Right. I mean, he would be the most logical choice. I right? feel more comfortable um, with him than Ivan Pace and Jordan Hicks can't, you know, that's not Jordan I, Hicks's Ballywick. Ivan Pace, yeah, the Ivan Pace size would be a problem with Kelsey, I think. I think Metellus um, is the most just because of he's got an I mean, he's not a big dude, but he's not small and yeah. you know, he's got the instincts of a defensive back. I think Metellus is and he's really really yeah. smart, smart player. And, and and he's a smart player. I mean, you know, Kelsey's going to have the favor, going to be the favorable matchup, no matter who, yeah. you know, every game he plays in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it uh, to me, it really comes down to can they stop turning the ball over? I mean, you can't keep having two turnovers a game and think you're going to win, particularly nope. at pick six. Like you can get away with it against Carolina, yeah. But as we've seen, you're going to lose against better competition. So, like, and it's you know, it's. O'Connell's tried everything. He's tried talking about it. He's tried threatening playing time. Yep. They bought gadgets off the internet. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, who knows what they bought off that? Lot, as as Sid, as the late great Sid Hartman said, a lot of stuff on those internets. A lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff. I mean, so I I don't know. I mean, it's um you know the 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 interceptions by Cousins. One was just a horrendous play, and then the other one was the Lions' fault. So, um, but it, it, you know, if if that continues, they're you know they're not going to stay close because yeah. Chiefs are just going to maximize the you know their opportunities if you give more than um, what they're going to get on their own if you just keep turning the ball over. So that that to me is the number one thing about this weekend. And what really drives you crazy, Chipper, is the turnovers in the red zone. Because those aren't yeah, fluky. Like, Jefferson extends the ball. That's not a fluke. That's a bad play. The Cousins picked to Osborne. He threw behind him because he was con- concerned about leading him into the safety. That's a bad throw. Yeah. The the Hawkinson thing, the timing was bad. Like, you can blame it on both yeah. of them. The pick six was a terrible throw. So, like, these aren't yeah. these aren't just simple mistakes where it's like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a, they're all a fluke. No, they have to be yeah. cleaned up to what you're saying. Well, I think, yeah, those aren't just some, some turnovers you get just unlucky. Those weren't unlucky. Those are just bad plays. Yep. Um, but think about that, Joe. There's been what four either at the goal line or in the end zone that have happened. I mean, that happens what once a year, normally once a season. Yep. And you've, you've had four in, in uh, four games. Um, think about the, I don't know where they rank in scoring, but think about where they would be without those. You know, I mean, they would be. Let me see. I got it called up here right now. Filled in the math. It's it's something like sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, they're sixteenth in the in league in scoring, which they'd be a top ten team probably. Yes, yes, yes. But to your point again, you have to. That has to be fixed. Like it can't be. It, it's not a magic. Um, well, it's all you know. It's all bad luck, and it's going to turn itself around. No, those yeah. those are legitimate dumb mistakes, bad mistakes, bad throws. Mm-hmm. And you know, unless they get those fixed quickly, it it's going to be done. Now, my personal opinion is this: there's four games coming up, and the one break that the Vikings have gotten so far in being one and three is they have not played a divisional game yet. So, the, yeah. but the four game, the next four games to me are going to basically say you you know what you got a chance to be like a wild card team or hell if Detroit falls off, which they certainly could win the division or they're, they're done is Kansas city real tough yep. game at home though. At Chicago, you better win at Chicago. They're, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. They're awful at home to San Fran on a Monday night. Again, real tough game. It's at home. And then at Lambeau, it's my humble opinion that this team needs to go. If this team can go three and one, and that's a tall order. Ooh. If if this team can go three and one, they are a five hundred team going into their next segment of games. If they go two and two, I think they're five and seven. So like, or I'm no, I'm I'm sorry. If they go no, three, and, three and five, yeah, three and five, yeah. yeah. Math has never been my um, strong point, but boy, anyway, yeah, three and one in that stretch would be is a tall order. Yes, um, it's incredibly. But, but 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 you got your two you get your two hardest games at home. Yep. Um that's my point. Yeah, that. That helps, um, but man, that San Francisco team looks so good right now. They look—they're just so physical. But if you so, can't beat I mean, the Niners or Chiefs on your home field, you're yeah. not a playoff team. Uh, you're not a championship team. Yeah, you might be a playoff team, but you're not a championship. Maybe, team. Um, maybe. Yeah, and I don't even know. You know, if, if, it, if 
you know, if you lose to them, it doesn't mean you're, you know, you're totally out. But they, yeah, I mean, this is a stretch because you can't, well, because of the hole they dug, they can't afford to have a game where you're like, and it's dangerous to do this in the NFL, but you can't lose to Chicago. Like, you can't oh, go there and lose. No. No, you're like right. that's like you can't have one of those games where it's just like, you know, you can't have a Gophers at Northwestern. You can't have one of those where you just say that's one you cannot lose. So, um, but it, yeah, it's it's um, this is the stretch. You know, mm-hmm. this is a stretch where they've got to make up some ground here uh, because of the hole they dug. And I, I'm, you know, I, I'm curious to see like what kind of because. Judd, the first three losses weren't because they were overmatched. Because they gave the game, they, they couldn't right. take care of the doggone ball, right? Yeah. So it wasn't Spe- like... Especially the, um, the Tampa Bay loss and the Chargers the, loss. Like Philadelphia's the Philadelphia a tough one, team. They're a better team, Yeah. okay? But but the other two, but even then you didn't give yourself a chance, right? You, you, you cost yourself. But but the other ones were just because you didn't take care of the ball. Um. So... But now that they have a win and they can take care of the ball, I'm just curious to see what this team looks like if they can play a complete game without turnovers and play a complete game, both offense and defense, like complementary. Yep. Like it's hard to know what they are because they just keep turning the ball over. And maybe that's who they are. But, you know, those those change games so much. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. The one encouraging thing that I will say, because I'm with you, Carolina so so bad in my opinion that it's hard to like glean yeah. a, a lot. And the Vikings certainly to you know go back to the top of the show played far from a perfect game. Uh, the one thing though, and, and I will say this, um, this is something that you can certainly work on in the off season days and in training camp. But it was going to take some time, and we probably didn't allow for it is the maturation of the run game, which appears to be coming along. I mean, mean, that's a lot of things. That's the offensive line. Um, It it looks like Josh Oliver is becoming very comfortable in his role, which is really as Mm -hmm. an extra O-lineman. Madison and Akers play an important role, but I mean, the run game goes so far beyond the the guy who is handed the football, assuming he does not fumble. But yeah, that's the the one thing that I will say, and the past two games have started to show it, is the is the difference between the 2022 Vikings who played a lot of eleven personnel and relied on the pass, and 2023, which wants to establish the run. Is it does look yeah. like that element is coming along, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, if it starts to work in sync again, especially as a complement to the pass game. What that can do in the next, you know, again four games or so. Yeah, yeah, and use the caveat against Carolina because, you know, how good are they? But right. um, Madison ran the ball well, and I like what Akers brought him. I mean, it's only, what, five carries? But he looked like, you know, he's a guy who deserves more carries, and I'm curious to see what that breakdown is. He gets more comfortable with the offense, which he should have a pretty good familiarity with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because of the coaching and his relationship within history. But I don't think it's even the the roles those two acres in in Madison. But would it be sixty forty in terms of the carry split? Yes, and and it's very Ideally, different than is like that what Is that what they're trending? Yeah, is that what it's not a bell cow sixty forty. Yeah, no, 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 and it shouldn't be. No. No, and, and I, I think that the goal was, I think going into training camp, the goal was to try to see if Wong with the time or Ty Chandler could be the the secondary guy. And, you know, Kane got hurt and has not been seen since. And Chandler, I whatever, I think it's blocking. They don't trust him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, but do you think even with those two, it would have been a 60-40 split, if that's, I'm just throwing that number out. Or did it have to take someone like Acres for them to gain, to feel like that's what they had? I think or that's what they. I think the goal going into training camp was for it to be a split. Now, it might have been 70-30, yeah. but I yeah. think the goal, you know, I keep going back to when, when Chandler had that real good first preseason game against the Seahawks, yeah. and we were all like, oh, wow, that's a hell of a game. And, mm-hmm. you know... KOC walked back his comments, but he immediately put the brakes on it. And I said to myself, yeah. there's something about th- this guy, and it has to be like blocking, that they don't trust or like. Um, and so I think they probably misjudged that. But, you know, yeah. the run game, because we watch Peterson and Cook for so long, we still yeah. think of the run game as one guy. You hand him the ball. But yeah. as you know, in this sport, the run game is a multifaceted. It starts up front, and then it, and then you've got you know more blockers and your tight ends, and so I think that this is a maturation situation, which which will help this team because it's going to make on a weekly basis. And Kirk is good here. Play action more dangerous. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because they finished twenty eighth in the league last year in, in number of carries, and. I wonder if, if – because O'Connell talked all offseason about efficient. Like they had too many inefficient runs, the negative ones and the ones that were stopped at the line. I, I don't know if, if efficient means more or just the same number and be better at it, right? I mean, are they going to be a top 20 team in carries? I still don't see it. No, probably not. I but, I think, so. but I do think it means more to a certain d- degree because I don't think that they would – um, forego as playing as much, and I, I'm guessing the statistics prove this out as much. Eleven personnel to go to twelve, sure. uh, but yeah, yeah, and I just think it's it's extremely important, especially with this team, to be to at least have the threat of being multi-dimensional. And look, I mean, Cook had some nice runs, but we yeah. talked about this. He lost a lot yeah. of yards, and in watching what what he's done or has not done with the Jets. He's 28. Unfortunately, I think it's over for him. Yeah, he's hit the wall. Yeah, yeah. No, and and yeah, you don't want to because you said it right. The play action with Kirk—that's where you're really going to be able to open that thing up and, and get your shots and the matchups that you want. And so, and they don't go out and get Josh Oliver if they're not intending. Maybe yeah, they want to be more efficient, but that signals to me that you want to run the ball more than, than yeah. you know, you have. So, yes. Um, so that, that, yeah, that was encouraging. The fact that Madison, uh, you could tell the way he ran Sunday, he was not going to fumble. <laughs> both uh, arms point, yeah. Pressure yeah. points were taking care of Chip Scoggins. That's right. He had that. Take he care had of those pressure arms points. on it. Um, I know. Um, 
And so like that was encouraging to me. If I if I had to look at that game and, and say what you know what what do you take from it? I think the way they run the ball, Acres uh, availability, uh, Davenport showing up and having an impact, but also seeing Harrison, yeah, um, being used the way he's supposed to be used. And it's funny, I sat down with him on the day training camp opened, and he had his press conference. And then I went outside and had a one on one with him, and I could just tell. And I've you know I've known him since he's been here, and I uh, have heard a good read on him and um i could tell he was super excited to play in in flores defense like Should've he been. saw it's the reason it's the reason why he came back and took a pay cut yeah. he said because he the idea of what flores could do to him he said no disrespect to donatello I, I just was what i do is just not a fit for his scheme what right you know what i do is a good fit for for uh any um flores scheme so he was like really excited about what the potential he could be in it and i think the first few weeks I think he played okay, right? I mean, we didn't. He talked about a po- post game. He, he didn't, he didn't he really said, notice him a lot. What What was his quote in Carolina post game? I think he he said he something along the lines of I'm paraphrasing here. I I see myself as a difference maker, and in the first three games, I wasn't. But in his defense, too chipper. So he he uh, I believe tied a career high last year with Ed as his DC for picks. He had five of yeah. them. But it's because he always played that deep shell, which is not his sure. style at all. On Sunday alone, he tied his career high in one game with three sacks. Career high. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. he's had three sacks now in three separate years. But anyway, this is such a better use. And I don't, you know what? Athletically, he's probably not the same guy. But he's sure, so sure. damn smart and so yeah. damn instinctive. And and in his defense, it probably is going to and has taken him some time to adjust to this. But where Brian Flores knows Harrison Smith, and, and to your uh, point about Smith returning, Harrison Smith knows once he does adjust, this scheme is made for smart guys like him, yeah. like Metellus. Well, and that's it. I mean, you saw it Sunday. Like, that was a game plan built around Harrison Smith. You have a rookie quarterback. We're going to use our safety, who's, you know, one of the smartest players in the league. Knows, you know, you can move him around. Knows how to blitz. And when he blitzes, he typically gets home. Right? He's going to. Yes. He's going to make the play. Bryce and so, Young was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> no, <laughs> not again, not but, me." But wasn't that? Didn't that feel like a game plan built around yeah. Harrison and how you? And so. um now you face Mahomes and it's going to be a different game plan, but I wonder how he employs Harrison in this one, because I got to imagine like when, when Flores sits down every week, he thinks, okay, how do I use Harrison to maximize going against, you know, whatever quarterback it is or whatever offense it is and, 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 you know, let him be the most effective. So this, 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 it's a really good chess match. I think we're going to see. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And I, so here's one thought. I wonder if they are actually going to have Harrison show blitz more and drop off and drop. Because Mahomes be. is susceptible I, to picks. He is susceptible to yeah. being picked off. And I just, you know, if, if you blitz and you and you don't affect him, now you're, you know, you're susceptible. So I, I think we will see that a lot. But I mean, I also think he'll probably bring Harrison. Uh, you know, I don't handful of blitzes probably, um, but it, it's it's fascinating to see kind of, you know, Andy Reid and, and Flores kind of this chess match and how you know how 
to me specifically because I just think Harrison is one of those type of players that you can use to your advantage because he can do so many different right. things and do them well. Right. Which is why he shouldn't be deep consistently. Like, no. like he's not no, a traditional safety. That was absolutely stupid. Now, now the the other guy that you brought up uh, from the defensive side of the football at the top of the show, Marcus Davenport, who made a difference. Yeah. He was very, very effective. But I will say this: dude has to stay on the field now. Like, I'm yeah. not buying. I'm not buying what he was selling until we see it consistently. Because that was the knock against him with the Saints. It's not that when he's on the field, he's a bad player. He's not. It's can he consistently be there? And so, you know what? Put together four or five games, and, you know, against some good opponents now, too. Put together four yeah. or five games like we saw against the Panthers, and I'm buying that you are going to probably get, either here or elsewhere, a multi-year contract after being on a one-year make good, but you've got to show the consistency. Well, and that's it. I mean, because... I remember seeing him first time in training camp and you see his size. You're like, what, what am I missing here? Like, yeah. why is Half this a sack not... last year, Chipper. Yeah. It's like, how is that? Cause he, he's just, he's gigantic. And, um, and you see his athleticism. You're like, there's something missing. And it's the consistency It's whether it's injury or just whatever. And you would think Judd, I mean, this is a contract year. Like when you, if he puts up numbers, there's a big reward coming uh, for him either here or somewhere else. And so he should be motivated to stay on the field and, and, you know, have that kind of season. So, but if he can't stay on the field now, all of a sudden when you have Daniel on the other side and him, it looks different to me, you know, yes. it just looks like you have, it's more complete and you have a, a better, you just have more opportunities to get guys that are going to get there. Well, and, and plus it's a uh, trickle down effect too, because DJ Wanham on Sunday yeah. Looked really good. I believe he, he and Davenport, if I'm not mistaken, both had uh, approximately 45 snaps. Uh, when yeah. Wanham starts and has to play more, he that's just not him. Uh, but yes. but he, he had the scoop and score for uh, the touchdown. He had a sack. So, like, the Wanham-Davenport combination, with, with Davenport probably playing more of a star dis, uh, disruptor role, makes DJ mm-hmm. or puts DJ into a really good place. When Davenport can't play, and now it's DJ and Patrick Jones, to me, the fall off there is substantial because you're asking too much from guys who are probably really nice, more role players. Well, and that's what we you remember when their defensive line when when they were great back with you know um, Jared and Kevin. That, that was the whole thing when they had depth. It's like guys that would be situational coming there would make their plays because they were fresh because they you know. Um, they weren't worn down. Guys that were more, you know, would make more plays in a limited role than they would. Yes, the expanded role. If that makes sense, you know, because they're just it just fits who they are. So, um, yeah. So I just think it, it adds to your depth. It adds, you know, everything. So yeah, but he just has to, you know, continue to do it week after week. What, what's your uh, prediction or, or thought process for this one? Yeah, I you know, I do think he'll be closer than maybe what. People might expect. I don't know um, what the agree. expectation is. Um, I think I still pick the Chiefs, but I don't think it's going to be a runaway by any stretch. I just think being at home, um, you know, I think their offense. If it, again, it's just it's turnovers, John. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's now now they have chopped themselves in put other ways too, and, and have some lulls, but it's mostly turnovers that have really uh, held them back. So I, I think it's going to be closer than. 
Um, definitely a one-score game. Could be a field goal game, but I, 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 I would pick the Chiefs. If this makes sense, Chipper, the defense can't embarrass itself. Like it's going, it's going to have to be, as we discussed, a good game plan, and it's going to have to be a solid effort. But if the Vikings are going to win this game, I think it's going to have to be the offense that wins it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I just feel like that we probably would say that every week because I, I just still think personnel wise, the defense has some deficiency there that yes, it's going to be hard to overcome. You they know, do. you can scheme and do all these things, but it's still, I, I don't think their talents where they want it to be yet. So I, I still feel like it's going to be the offenses. They're going to have to put up numbers and not turn the ball over and, and be able to match it. I hope that Flores comes back in 2024 because I'd really like to see him because I do think he's very good. I'd really like to see yeah. him in year two personnel wise in, in his time. Uh, what I think he spent three years, if I'm not mistaken, as head coach of the Dolphins, you, you know, his first mm-hmm. year defensively was rough. And then year two, yeah. they took off. I would really like to see him get more of his not, not just scheme installed, but his personnel as well, uh, because he I, has a big say in that. Yep, because I think this thing could take a big step defensively. But look, this is an offense first team. They've got Kirk Cousins. They've got Jefferson. I don't think it's too much to say, you know what? You're at home. To a certain degree, go outscore the Chiefs. I know it's tough, but it can be done. Yeah. And and like, you know, from O'Connell on down, you are now seen as an offensive first team. You're mm-hmm. one and three. You've been a huge disappointment at home. You know, if you're going to build off the Carolina uh, win, prove it by actually going out there and scoring points. And then to what you're talking about, that don't, you know, don't throw picks and don't fumble the football. Well, especially because every other week, but this week, you say you have the best player on the field. Now the Chiefs can say that because they have Mahomes, but you have the second best or third, you know, um, you know, you have a top five player. Yes. In the NFL. And Jefferson, the way he's playing right now, you just feel like he's going to put up big numbers every game. Well, how about right? the Carolina it's, game, Chipper? It's like it was ho hum, two touchdowns. You know, yeah. it didn't, but he didn't get to a hundred yards. It, it's the, the expectations of this kid are just phenomenal. But but don't you just feel like no matter who they play, okay, how are they going to stop him? Like he's yes. going to put up numbers, right? It's just um, or the other little other component is going to you know pull their pull her in. But I just feel like when he's at home and he's dialed in and you know he's going to be uh super motivated and emotional for this game because you're playing a, a you know a huge team and um so i i think he's gonna have a big game just like i think he's gonna have that every week yes yes and the question is what can they do to scheme him open can they use the other question i i have and i know blocking wise he's not good yet but can they find a way to employ Addison enough to create the threat because I'm sorry, KJ Osborne just doesn't do that. Like like KJ Osborne is not the threat. Addison is an actual vertical threat that should free Mm -hmm. up Jefferson. Um, But, but I think his, I chipper, I think against Carolina and he missed a terrible block that almost got Justin killed on that screen. Yeah. Yeah, On the screen. (laughs) I think he only was in for like 28 snaps, but I guess my question is this. How many do they have for the Game though there wasn't that many. Was no, there? no, but I mean, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, KJ was in for like ten or twelve more. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm, I'm just saying, I nah, want, yeah. the, you know, the goal is for Jordan to play more. Play more, yeah. Well, 
yeah, I, I don't know if, if, if the, you know, the, the whiff on the block on the screen had something to do with it or. I'm guessing it did because he whatever. damn near got him killed. Yeah, you can't, you can't have your, your, your star player, you know, somebody have a free run at him because you didn't block him. Like, hey, you almost got his I'm sure that, block knocked yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, imagine how many times that was uh, shown reviewed in the film. Yeah. Which, oh, and Keenan McCardle, I'm sure. It, I, I'm, I'm oh. sure he was very nice. I'm sure there were no swear words. <laughs> Zero swear words. But yeah, but but Addison, I mean, we've seen his speed, man. He can fly and he's good. Yes. Um, so I, yeah, you want to see him get involved um, to take some of that pressure off, off uh, JJ too. Absolutely. Who who do the Vols have on Saturday? We got the bye week this week. Oh, but you still got the the uh, oh, pullover oh, yeah, on, right? Is, I still I still represent even on bye weeks. Yeah, bye weeks don't, don't take a break. No one's a bigger fan. We, we're we're self scouting this week. That's all you can do. All right, Chip Scoggins. <laughs> right. All right, brother. See you on See Sunday. You, bye. See you guys.